Welcome back to the Armchair Coaching Podcast. I will be your host today, Coach Sheffer, and we are back with our college football 2021 conference previews, and we are on to the Conference USA, um, and we're going to do both divisions in this episode. Um, we're going to do some slight changes to how we've been doing it in the past, but real quick, before we get started, I want to talk about our panel of coaches today. First, we've got Coach Banstra. Um, Coach Banstra, if you want to take a moment to introduce yourself. Um, I am Coach Banstra. I'm the head football coach at uh, Springfield Northwestern here in Ohio. Um, I do a bunch of YouTube clinic podcasts, and I've ventured into the history world as of as of late, which you can find actually probably by the time this post, uh, the history of uh, Con USA expansion will probably be up by then, uh, along with about virtually other, every other conference at this point. Um, and I'm looking forward to making my uh, last set of live picks before football starts. Nice. All right. Next coach that we have is Coach Steve. Coach Steve, introduce yourself, please. I am Coach Steve. I am the offensive line coach and run game coordinator at Addison Trail High School, as well as the assistant boys basketball and assistant girls track coach at Nequa Valley High School, both western suburbs of Chicago in the great land of Illinois. Um, and I also have a podcast on YouTube, the Coach Steve Show, uh, various talks with coaches, a bunch of other stuff on there. Um, slowly coming off my own simple offensive section for YouTube. And yeah, please go check that out and check out everything else these coaches do. And looking forward to these picks because there's some fun teams in this conference. That is very true. Uh, and last but not least, we have the Armchair Coaching Podcast co-host, Coach Heath. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Please introduce yourself, please. Yeah, Coach James Heath. I'm uh, up in uh, Northeast Ohio, and I forgot uh, totally about Conference USA. And looking over today, you know, it just—it's hard for me to believe that we actually forget some of the teams that are in these conferences because it's good competitive football. Uh, so, again, here we go, diving deep into a uh, uh, group of five. All right, uh, so we are going to start off with the Eastern Division, and the first team that we want to talk about is a team that did not play football at all last season, the 2020 COVID season. That is the Old Dominion Monarchs. Now, uh, obviously, they have no record because they didn't play. They have a new coach, Ricky Rain. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Um, and here is their schedule for the upcoming season, their first game is at Wake Forest, then home versus Hampton, at Liberty, home versus Buffalo, at UTEP, at Marshall, what, then home versus Western Kentucky, then Louisiana Tech, at Florida International, at Flor or home versus Florida Atlantic, at Middle Tennessee State, and then finally at home versus Charlotte. Uh, and so I'll go ahead and go first. I, um, I have ODU at four and eight. However, I was listening to um, another, uh, you know, video talking about, you know, the Vegas picks for ODU. They do have quite a few transfers coming in, a lot of JUCO kids coming into the program. Uh, they've been doing really well with recruiting. However, I'm not sure if that really translates to success this year. So I had them going four and eight, couple games I'm looking forward to. Um, I actually have ODU beating Buffalo, um, which, you know, from the other coaches here, they don't have that. Everybody else is Buffalo. 
Um, other than that, I think every other game except for the Marshall games, like a toss up. So let's go with uh, Coach Steve next. Coach Steve, what are your thoughts on ODU? What do you think they're going to be able to do? I don't know much about them. If you want me to be 100% honest, that's how much I know. Um, I haven't gone two and 10 just because I know other teams more than them. The one game that I'm kind of the oddball out besides Coach Heath is the UTEP. And the only reason why I lean towards them is because I had a buddy I coached with years ago. He was a GA at – he coached at our freshman level at high school, GA at EIU, followed the O-line coach there, Mike Simmons, up to Northern Iowa, GA there. And then Coach Simmons went down to UTEP, and he's still the O-line coach. So that's the only tie I have to UTEP, I guess, because he coached at EIU for a little bit. Not with Dino Babers, he was after – um, so that's why I picked UTEP for that one to be the oddball out. Um, but that's not a easy schedule. Um, then I guess upsetting FIU. I think some of us are high on FIU's O-line coach and a couple others, but I think that's the only other one. But I think those will be good games, but that's where I kind of give them their two wins. The rest of it, that's a rough schedule. Banstra, what are your thoughts on the Monarchs? Um, I know they've got a good staff. Um I know I mean you were kind of listening to the same things we both kind of jumped on at the same time and um, I know they got some transfers in some kids I mean it's it's odd being a year off um, I don't I mean you're looking at that schedule there's that's a tough slate to start with Liberty Buffalo and Wake even with Buffalo's transfer um, of schedules I mean my, my the four I have I obviously they should beat Hampton just off of co- conference level Um I have them upsetting FIU, uh, beating FAU, and beating UTEP. Um, I think they can go four wins, but I think they could also just win one game. I mean, I, I think four or five is probably their ceiling in best case, unless they just really surprise us. Yeah. Well, don't forget, ODU did beat Virginia Tech a few years ago when they really shouldn't have, so we'll see what happens. But, uh, Coach Heath, what do you think about Old Dominion? Uh, I think they're good for two wins. Okay. Everybody got me here. I heard some nasty yeah. feedback there. Sorry if that was on my end. Yeah, I got him for two wins. Um, not playing. I think it causes, you know, it causes problems. Uh, I think they're going to have some issues this year. And the defense is still a question mark. Um, good offensive, you know, coordinator, but I guess they got, they've got some issues with depth on the defensive side. And um, I think that's a big issue. Mm-hmm. All right, so consensus, uh, based on our all our picks, we have them averaging at about three wins overall. Our Vegas expert over here, Coach Banstra, uh, what do what does Vegas have them at? Uh, Vegas has them at three and a half. Three and a half, um, okay. At, at least the most update one I got is three and a half, and I know that's kind of fluctuating at the moment, but three and a half. Under. Yeah. All right, so – the next team that we're going to talk about, we kind of mentioned with the ODU, um, Florida International, FIU, um, under Coach Butch Davis last season. They went 0-3 in conference, 0-5 total, so did not have a good season whatsoever last year. But um, they do return four offensive linemen, both of their running backs, and they had a really good run game. They just couldn't throw the ball very well. Uh, and they are returning all of their um, – defensive backfield which according to experts they were the best defensive backfield in the conference at preventing big plays and so they will keep things in front of them so we'll see if they improve or not on defense 
And maybe if they get a passing game, we'll see what happens. But um, Coach Heath, what are your thoughts on Florida International? Yeah, I've, I've got them with five wins. Um, <laughs> I'm not confident in, in five wins. Um, you know, schedule is not kind. Uh, it's not kind at all to them. Um, what were some of the matchups that they have? So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I forgot to mention the schedule. Home versus uh, Long Island, home versus Texas State, at Texas Tech, at Central Michigan, at Florida at Florida Atlantic, um, home versus Charlotte, home versus Western Kentucky, at Marshall, um, home versus ODU, at MTSU, home versus North Texas, and then away at Southern Miss. So, yeah, they do have quite a few heavy hitters, at least conference-wise, on that schedule. Uh, Banstra, you have them a little bit better than that. What are your thoughts on FIU? Um, I know they're returning a lot of people on was it the offensive line in their secondary. Um, so, unless their front seven is absolutely abysmal. Um, and a conference like this that likes to throw the ball, especially with, like, the Brent Deermans who are now at middle of Tennessee and so forth. Um North Texas likes to throw it. I mean, that should serve you fairly well. Uh, they've had a couple of years put in there with their new head coach. Um, so, I I mean, look at their schedule. I mean, obviously, they're, they're probably going to lose to Texas Tech. I almost reversed my previous pick of Texas State just because I, I have a soft spot for Texas State. Uh, but I'm going seven and five. Um, I mean, they're going to lose to Marshall. They're going to lose to Tech. Central Michigan and I have them pinned on our previous podcast. If you want to listen to that one on that. Western Kentucky and North Texas losing too. Um, my other question is: is Long, is Long Island trying to move up, or do they really need money? Because they've been on like this, like the third pot time we've mentioned them on a podcast. Because um, I keep thinking they're Liberty every time I start seeing Li. Um, so, but that's that's. I mean, I got I probably I have them going higher than everybody else, but I think that's just because you return so many people. Mm-hmm. Coach Steve, uh, thoughts on FIU? Um. I knew they were turning the linemen. I didn't know they were turning the defensive backfield. So maybe that would persuade me to pick differently by having going three and nine. Um, some of the reasons why is because I was trying to give teams a win somewhere. If, if another team didn't get a win, I think it's going to be FIU. Like I'm losing to Charlotte. I think it was coach Bennett said that Charlotte's not too bad. He said they got a good staff. So looking at that, like losing to them, um, Western Kentucky is not a pushover. So they're losing there. And then I think Coach Bancher had them beating Middle Tennessee State. I think I only picked Middle Tennessee because of Brent Deerman, but it just kind of depends what that team has on defense. We'll get to later. And then I'm with Coach Banster. I kind of want to reverse my pick. I thought about it more. I was like, I should pick Texas State to win. I'm very high on that offense, but um, they have a tough schedule. The reason why I went three and nine, I think that's the the floor. I think that's their floor. So I just kind of went with that just because these other ones could go either way. But yeah, they could they could win sevens the ceiling, threes the floor. Yeah, I have them at about four and eight. Uh, we did have um, Coach Rodriguez, their offensive line coach, on the podcast um, last season. Uh, great guy. He's been on quite a few of those offensive line Twitter um, roundtables that they've had. Uh, I just don't think he is able to turn it around. You know, it's tough to recruit in that area. You know, you got Miami to recruit against. It's kind of hard. I have them four and eight. Uh, big games I might be looking forward to is the ODU FIU game because we're all kind of split on that. Um, and the I, I just want to watch Middle Tennessee State play because we had uh, Coach Dearman on the podcast as well. Uh, great coach there. So 
consensus wise, we have them at about five wins total. What does Vegas say for FIU? Oh, I just had that. Sorry. Uh, F Florida International. Let me scroll back up. Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Okay, pretty close again. All right. Speaking of Middle Tennessee State, that the Blue Raiders—that's what they're called, right? Blue Raiders. Yes, sir. All right. Blue Raiders are up next, um, and so their head coach is Rick Stockstill. Last season, they went two and four in conference and three and six overall. Uh, last few seasons, they haven't been that great since Coach Stockstill's son wasn't at the quarterback. But um, this season, they do have Brent Deerman at offensive coordinator, so we'll see if that has any effect. And for the most part, if we look at our uh, predicted wins here, we are relatively high on Middle Tennessee to at least improve. Uh, here's their schedule. Home versus Monmouth, at Virginia Tech, at UTSA, at Charlotte, home versus Marshall, at Liberty, at UConn, uh, home versus Southern Miss, at Western Kentucky, home versus FIU, home versus ODU, at FAU. Uh, and that'll round that one out. So they have a relatively hard schedule, I would say, for one of these mid-major teams. I have them going seven and five, mainly because I'm very high on Coach Deerman. I think he can um, improve that offense, and if they can improve the offense, hopefully they can win a few more games. I don't think they can beat Virginia Tech, um, and it's really good. It's going to be hard to beat teams like UTSA, Marshall, Liberty, um, UConn. Everyone should beat UConn. Uh, Coach Steve, your thoughts on Middle Tennessee? Um. Coach Dearman has not been on my podcast. I'm the only one. I think that's the odd man out. I just want to throw that out there. Um, I think that'll be improved. No, he's a great guy because he sent me his for free. That was great of him. Don't tell his wife. Um, so I'm, we're all high on – we had this conversation with with Ease at Kansas, but then we didn't realize what a dumpster fire Kansas actually was. We all knew but didn't know how big that dumpster was. Um, I think some of these wins – well, some of these wins I picked are just because I think their offense will be much improved. I know he's tweaked the offense a little bit to fit them better. It just depends on what defense that they have that shows up. So, games I'm looking forward to. Coach Bancher has got me thinking the UTSA game. He's really talked them up. So, I looked at them. That would be a good game. Um, and I'm curious to see them play Western Kentucky because that's a good football program. That's going to be – I think we all picked – them mainly almost besides coach Heath because of coach Dearman and then and the FIU game I think those are really good games to see and see what kind of offense is rolling at that point and FAU is not that bad even though Lane Kiffin left they're not that bad that'll be a good one so I think we're all just high on the offense we just gotta see what kind of defense shows up but maybe coach Dearman brings some life in there I, I don't know he's a live guy lively guy so I think they will be much improved um but Seven and five might be the ceiling this year because of the schedule. They had a little bit easier schedule, be a little different, but right now I think they'll just be seven and five. Yeah. Coach Heath, what's your thoughts on, thoughts on the Blue Raiders? Uh, I've got them going six and six. Uh, you know, we love Coach Dearman. Let, let's, <laughs> if you can't tell that, we do. Um, you know, there's kind of a standard set uh, there at Middle Tennessee. They went, from 2015 to 2018, they went to a bowl game. Um, Coach Stock still is uh, seven and 14 in the last two years. So, uh, could you be on the hot seat? Yeah. Um, I know Coach Derman, we talk about him as an offensive coordinator, but he could be auditioning 
to take over that program. Uh, I'm just going to put that out there. They got a transfer from NC State at quarterback, which should help. But their line was not good. But um, the way that he explained their, you know, his system, I think it's going to be easy to get the run game going again uh, and be able to do some good things there. But I still see six and six. And last but not least, Coach Banstra, thoughts on Middle Tennessee? Uh, I'm going seven five as well. I know. I know. That, I mean, another thing me and Sheffield were listening to earlier. Um, I know, like, really after his son left, they took kind of a nosedive down, and um, they're, they're a program that, I mean, will go – will probably be sub-500 or 500 for two or three years, and then they win. That's kind of Rick Stockstill's method. I think he's put together a good staff. I think getting Britton Dearman from Kansas is a coup. I know he's brought his son on staff. I think to coach receivers. Um, and you're looking at the schedule. I mean, yeah, the front half is, is pretty tough, but the back end is very winnable. Um, actually, when you got you know, UConn, Southern Miss, Western Kentucky, Florida International, Ohio, Ohio, Old Dominion, uh, and then Florida Atlantic, I mean, you could sweep that half of the thing depending on where you're at. Um, it's just that front half where you're after week one against Monmouth, you've got Vautech, UTSA, um, Charlotte, Marshall, Liberty. I mean, that's a – I mean, you might be two and four coming out of that first six games um, before you make a run, depending on how things go. Um, I know that same thing me and Chef were listening to. So they had quite a few seniors this year. Um, and, and hopefully they can buy into what uh, Coach Dearman's doing. Um, Coach Dearman's stuff is not rocket science by any means, as Coach portrays it. Obviously, there's some things he keeps back close to the best. But um, I think they're, they're, they have a good chance to, to be bowl eligible, if not better, this year, uh, especially on this half of the conference. Mm-hmm. All right, we consensusly have Middle Tennessee at about seven wins overall. Uh, what does Vegas have them? Uh, five. Five, okay. So if you were listening to us, we would probably take the over. But, again, we're not uh, talking about gambling here. Uh, so let's move on to Charlotte. Charlotte is a team that is um, new to Division One single A. Uh, they're a relatively new team, period, right? They only started – yeah. 2014, I think. Something like that. And they've made the slow – like, this has been a transition in the works for, like, since they founded the program, too. Because I think they were – if I remember correctly, they joined the Sun Belt during that mass re- realignment with the agreement that they would start a football program. Mm-hmm. They were – if I – and I, I could be looking at this wrong, but if I remember correctly, that was the deal. And then – because they were already fairly good in their other sports. So, they, the conference won for their sports, but they mandated that they had been football, and they were like, fine. So Charlotte coached by Will Healy last season, two and two in conference, two and four total. Um, This year, their schedule goes thus home versus Duke home versus Gardner Webb at Georgia state home versus MTSU at Illinois at Florida international at home versus Florida Atlantic at Western Kentucky home versus rice at Louisiana tech home versus Marshall. And then at old dominion, um, we know that Bennett is very high on Charlotte. I, I don't know if he's being a homer there or he just knows things that we probably don't because he's a little bit closer. Uh, Coach Heath, what are your thoughts on Charlotte? Well, I have them. <laughs> I'm with three wins. Um, they really dug deep into the transfer portal to help fix their defense, you know, get a little bit more experience got a really good quarterback who may be all conference 
So that helps four starters back on the offensive line. Um, but that defense is still a big question mark. You know, I keep bringing that up, but um, when you have to dip into the transfer portal to get some dudes to help you out, um, you know, and again, they're building something here. They're building something. And I, I'm probably way off the mark and really low, but uh, we'll wait and see. Okay. I have them going seven and five. I guess I was the most swayed by Coach Bennett. Um, I don't think they're able to beat Duke. They're not talented enough to beat Illinois. I know Coach Steve's probably over here cheering, thinking that we're an Illinois homer, but I just don't think they have the talent for Illinois. Um, I actually have them beating Florida International. I, I don't think Florida International is as good. I think Charlotte probably has a little bit better talent. Other than that, seven and five, probably not winning um, this side of the conference, though, and we'll talk about that later. Um, Coach Banstra, thoughts on Charlotte? Um, and honestly, I probably have them winning more games than they probably will. Honestly, five to seven. Um, just because, and I, and I say that because you're such a young program. It's, you're just, I don't, I don't know if you have the depth. I don't know. There's a lot of, especially your first real big year. Um, you start the year against Duke, which is not a cakewalk. And Gardner Webb, in all honesty, is not cakewalk either. Um, their, their O-line coaches took the Ole Miss job, but their head coach is, Spoke at our state clinic, does a pretty good job down there. I mean, I mean, I haven't won in five, but I could easily see him winning two. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of depends on where they are. And the back half of their schedule ain't easy either. I mean, you got La Tech and Marshall as two of their last three games. So um, nothing earth shaking because they're a young program, but I think I think there's tough parts of their schedule. Um, and I think their ceiling's probably, in my opinion, five and seven, six and six. Low end. I mean, they're they're one. They might be a zero and one win football team. Yeah. Steve, thoughts on the 49ers? Um, I think we're all in agreement that it's such a new program. It's really hard to judge. And when you do dip into that transfer portal, it's like, okay, how's your recruiting going? Do you, why do you have to go look at that? Um, and being so new, going against all these teams that have been established, it's hard. I have them four and eight, only because some of these games are winnable and they may have nothing to lose. Like Western Kentucky, I keep talking about their good program, but I have them losing some of them. But they could come in and just upset them. Like that could be one that gets overlooked. They got nothing to lose. I think the Rice game will be good. I picked Rice just because. Like I just wanted to pick Rice. Maybe Rice surprises us. Um, but yeah, and then the, the very last game of the year against Old Dominion, that will be a good one against a program that's new and a program that didn't play football last year. So by then, that those will be good games, and of course, they will not beat Illinois. That will not be a trap game. If they if Illinois does lose, I will never do a podcast again. Or, oh, don't make that promise. Yeah, don't one. don't say that on this one. <laughs> All right. Uh, so consensus wise, we have them at five wins. That probably would be low if it wasn't for my seven and five. What does Vegas say about Charlotte? Uh, Vegas is at four and a half. So, I mean, like I said, about where we're at. Okay. It's not horrible. All right, let's move on to Western Kentucky. I know Banster's still making his picks on Western Kentucky here. I am. Did I not fill him in all the way? Let me go back. Um, So, Western Kentucky. Nope. Nope. Okay. Coached by Tyson Helton. Last season, they were four and three in conference and five and seven overall. Um. For me, my thoughts on Western Kentucky, I well, the way I remember them, 
I remember them when um, it was Coach Brom. That's his name, right? The one who's at yeah, Purdue Jeff now. Brom. Yeah, Brom. And then and they were like high flying, throwing the ball everywhere. You know, scoring points all the time. That's what I remember Western Kentucky from the most. Um, here's their current schedule for this season: at home versus Tennessee Martin, at Army, home versus Indiana, at uh, that's Michigan State. Um, home versus UTSA at ODU at FIU home versus Charlotte MTSU at Rice home versus FAU and then at Marshall. Um, let's go ahead and go with coach Heath first here. Coach Heath, your thoughts on the Hilltoppers. You know, if they could actually pull all this talent together. They might challenge Marshall or FAU um, for the, the East title. Um, one of the things that I found interesting was, you know, I keep talking about these teams are digging into the uh, transfer portal and they were one of the more active programs to do so. Um, they wanted to get a backup quarterback. So they got a transfer quarterback from Houston Baptist and he brought two of his, his receivers back. So uh, I guess Houston Baptist had a pretty good offense. So they're bringing the quarterback and a couple of other guys with him. So, you know, they're trying to get back to what they used to be, you know, kind of what was you, what you just said, you know, getting back to slinging it a little bit. Um, and again, if, if they can get it together, they might ha- have a chance, but whenever I went to do these picks, I got them at four and eight, mm-hmm. to, to be honest with you. I, I just don't know. I think that there's, um, there's too much room for, for error for, you know, and I, I don't know why I feel that way, but four wins, that's what I had them at. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead with uh, coach Steve, your thoughts on Western Kentucky. Um, Like, like you said, I can't remember them being a good program and then they just kind of been hit or miss. They do have a, they start off with a win, I think. Then after that, you have two, you have three tough games, Army, Indiana, Michigan State. Like, that sucks to schedule. Um, and then even UTSA, like, that's just a rough way to start your year out. So that's why I'm not going to go through every one, but, like, I have FIU, I guess, and upsetting them. And Charlotte, like I said, Charlotte may have nothing to lose, and they're just going to leave it out there. They could win. And I wanted to give FIU a win, and I picked them. And I picked Rice just to pick Rice, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. but they've got um, a rough schedule. And I think starting off the year that way, they might be too beat up for the rest of the year to go against these teams. That's why I have them at two and 10. I could see them going four or five wins, but at two and 10 after a rough schedule and ending in a rough schedule with FAU and Marshall, it is not going to be fun. So I think they're about the two and 10 to four win mark. Coach Bansha, what do you think about the Hilltoppers? Um, to, to Heath's point, and I don't know if Heath knows this or not, the reason they got all the Houston Baptist kids is because they hired their offense coordinator to be their new offense coordinator. Um, is that so Kitley? They, yeah, Kitley, Kitley was their OC, Baptist's OC, and they hired him, and they followed him like two months later. Um, he well, had a great the mother in, load. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, they need an offensive spark. Uh, Helton's offense, I, I'm assuming, wasn't working based off the records. Um, so they brought in the Houston Baptist guy to kind of try to replicate that Seth with Brom and Petrino, uh, with that high flying offense. Um, so, and by default, those three were like, well, we're out, let's move and came with them. So that's my little tidbit. And the reason I know that is because I think we were trying to get Kitley for our state clinic 
and that fell through because it, he just got hired, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, but moving on from there, um, I mean, they got, like we said, they got, I mean, God, this start of the schedule sucks. I'm just, I can't sugarcoat this. I mean, Army, Indiana, what was that? Michigan State, Mississippi State, whoever. Michigan whoever State. It doesn't matter. It's still a tough game. Uh, UTSA, I mean, that's four weeks in a row. That sucks. If you're Western Kentucky trying to install a new offense and trying to revitalize what you're doing, I mean, yeah, you have Tennessee Martins throughout the year, which is not a cupcake game anyways. Um, so enjoy and good luck. I, I am still fairly optimistic. I think they can win a lot of their back half games, go six and six. Um, really back half, the only two that I've been losing to is Middle Tennessee, which will probably be a shootout, um, and Marshall, just because I think Marshall's got – even with the late head coaching change, there is so much talent at Marshall. Doc Holliday did so well. So unless they just kerfuffle that whole um, coaching aspect, there is talent galore there. The one thing you can never knock about Doc Holliday was his ability to recruit. Um, he, he was recruited the year at Florida. So, I mean, yeah, I have him going six to six. I think that offense will start clicking about the second half of the year um, with that talent they got. Um, but they just got to survive that first half because, whoo, that's brutal. Yeah. I have them going four and eight, not as um, optimistic there, you know, new offense and all that, you know, that tough schedule. Nope, they're not beating Army. Uh, I think Army is going to be relatively good this year. Um, interested to see the MTSU game. I think you nailed on ahead. It's probably going to be a shootout, so I'm interest, interested in seeing that one. Uh, consensus overall, we have them, uh, if we average it out, about three and a half wins uh, total. What are Vegas's thoughts? All right, I, I pulled off that page to just double-check that um, the offensive coordinator thing because that's what I thought it was. I want to say it was five. Give me a second. Uh, Western Kentucky's five and a half. Okay. So we seem to be towards the under there for them. Uh, let's move on to Florida Atlantic Owls. Or wait, yeah, Florida Atlantic is the owl. Okay, there's a couple yeah, there's owls, owls in this conference. conference. Yep. <laughs> um, Florida Atlantic currently coached by Willie Taggart, uh, former Florida State and Oregon head coach. Uh, last season went four and two in conference, five and four overall. Um, this season, their schedule is at, at Florida, home versus Georgia Southern, home versus Fordham, at Air Force, home versus FIU, at UAB, at uh, Charlotte, home versus UTEP, Marshall, at ODU, at Western Kentucky, and then home versus MTSU. So not, not a great schedule overall, um, but the, hopefully they'll be making some money off of that Florida game. We'll see what's going on there. Um Real quick side tip here about FAU. I do um, – I did hear that their defensive coordinator is now Mike Stoops. So, I don't know. You know, you got a Stoops brother there, so we'll see if that does anything, although he really hasn't had a great career as a defensive coordinator, at least according to the, um, the media. Um, I have them going at 6-6. Six and six. I still think they're relatively good um, with all of the recruits um, from Lane Kiffin's era. Um you know, they do have a high-flying offense under Willie Taggart. That's his thing. I don't think they're as good as when Lane Kiffin was there, so I have them going 6-6. Six and six. And, uh, you know, I have them losing to Georgia Southern and Air Force. I don't think they can take care of business versus those triple option teams. 
uh, especially under Mike Stoops and a coach like Willie Taggart's probably overlooking triple option there, to be honest. Um, so we'll see there. And actually, Air Force is favored to win that game by, by Vegas. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. So let's go with uh, Coach Steve. Coach Steve, your thoughts on the Owls? Um, I have them going five and seven. I had a typo. For some reason, I saw that. I was like, oh, wait, why does that say they're really in Florida? So I had to correct that. So I'm going five and seven. Um, poor Willie Taggart's career. He did good at Oregon, gets to Florida State, and then it just bricks fell apart. And he's making a lot of money to not coach at Florida State. They're paying him a lot of money. Um, I kind of hope his coaching career goes back on the up, which will be five and seven because of the schedule. But like you said, I think Georgia Southern played well last year, and they're going to come in and say we want to beat a you know a bigger school. So I don't think they'll take care of that. The Air Force game will be fun to see two completely different offenses. That'll be really fun to watch. Um, and then they just – I have them be in Old Dominion just because Old Dominion didn't play football last year. I think Willie Taggart – I just hope that it comes back on the upswing. That's why I haven't beaten Western Kentucky. Um, and then I think the um, Middle Tennessee will be a shootout. I think that's going to be a nice little shootout there. But you're, like you said, with the athletes that are there from Lane Kiffin, they will fit into Willie Taggart's offense better than any other coach, I think. Um, so that's why they could get to the five and seven mark. But they, they probably won't go any more than that. Um, they'll be about at that five and seven mark. Coach Heath, what do you think about Florida Atlantic? Well, they got to find a quarterback. Uh, they were at 19 points a game last year. Uh, a lot of that points back to the quarterback. You've got pretty much the bulk of your two deep back on, on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, you're a coach that's kind of been at you know better places. You should, to me, it's you know the pressure's on. You can't have another you know a, another down year. I mean, uh, no excuses. They they've got to get better because. You know, it's going to start two uh, transfer quarterbacks. Hopefully, uh, you know, they find it, find an answer there. But um, I, I just – I think there's too many questions. You know, if they find a quarterback and they do some great things, awesome. But I see seven wins. Mm-hmm. I see seven and five. Um, I see them, you know, getting uh, beat by Marshall. And I think that's, you know, that, that's the, the important game. If they get it together, it's going to come down to that game. But – I just don't see I, I just don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. All right. And last but not least, Coach Banstra. Um, I have one eleven. I'm I'm the lowest on all of them. I don't think even remotely it is what it was under Link Kiffin. I don't think a lot of those kids are still there. Um and their schedule, let's I'm gonna be frank, is not great. Um Georgia Southern, who's probably running the triple as we've said of some kind, whether both gunners whatever i didn't watch their spring game uh you got florida two those two games to start off suck and then you got air force i mean week four i mean and then you hit the fiu i think it just has more senior laden talent uab is a better football team and so forth i have you you tap up saying them because i think dan demo's fighting for his job uh there's you don't fire both coordinators unless you need make a change um so and like so this schedule is not great for them and i think there's a lot of teams on the schedule that are trying to prove something this year. And fortunately for Florida Atlantic, they're kind of the odd man out in that group. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, consensus wise, we have them at about four and a half wins. Are we close to Vegas? Uh, they have seven, and a lot of that, a lot of that is because of me, because I have them at one. Like you take out my one, and we're at what about six? So, yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll put Florida Atlantic to bed here and move on to almost everyone's favorite in this particular division of the conference, Marshall. Marshall had a really good season last year. Um, unfortunately, for some reason, they went and fired their coach. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Their new coach, Charles Huff, um, last season they went 4-1 and one in conference. Overall went 7-3. and three. I think, if I remember correctly, last year they were blowing past everybody, and then they had a couple of bad injuries, um, which kind of derailed things. Uh, and they kind of skidded the last couple of games, but we'll go through their, uh, their schedule. They have a couple teams on here that I would not want to play. For example, they play at Navy home versus NC central home versus ECU at app state at mid Tennessee home versus ODU at North Texas home versus FIU at FAU home versus UAB at Charlotte and then home versus Western Kentucky. Um, I'm going to let Coach Steve go first here. What are your thoughts on Marshall? Hey, we don't need a trademark or anything like that on this podcast. <laughs> well, this, 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 this audio is not going on YouTube. This is great. <laughs> they don't put it on YouTube. That's true. Um. I'm a Marshall fan. I know Coach Banter said I'm not allowed to anymore, but uh, as of right now, I can be. I know firing their head coach was not – I did not agree with that either. Like, I'm on board with that. Like, it did not make sense to me. But then you hire Coach Huff, who from Alabama, he was very high with Coach Nick Saban. So, I think he, he – if they're going to hire somebody, hire somebody from a Nick Saban coaching tree. Um, I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Um like I have them upsetting Navy just because I like Marshall. Now that one, I will not be shocked, but it's going to be a good game. That will be a very good game to watch. Um, if Navy Navy's improved, like we all think they have, it will be a great game and Navy could win that one. Then the App State, I just think is better. I think App State is just better because they have an established coaching staff, even though Illinois got their OC, but that's going to be a good game. Because I'm going 10 and 2. And I just have them just beating everybody besides UAB. UAB just, in that conference game last year, just beat them down, like physically. And I think that's going to happen again. But 10-2, and two, still very good. Coach Huff, I think, is a good coach. Um, coach Clint Trickett's their pass game coordinator. He was uh, the quarterback coach on last chance U at East Mississippi. Then he moved on to FAU with Lane Kiffin, learned all that. Now he's at Marshall to bring all that with him. So I think he hired him as a good – and the rest is a decent staff. So I am going 10-2. They'll still be very competitive. But there's going to be a lot of fun games on the schedule to watch them. Banstra, what do you think about Marshall? Um, as I said in our, in our group thing, um, my alumni uh, agreement and status that I am not allowed necessarily to like Marshall um, – just because, well, they're one of my school alma mater rivals. But at the same time, I mean, it's a storied program that's done a great job. I mean, I still have them win nine games. Um, the, I, they, they could come out and beat Navy. I have Navy just out of – because I love Navy. Um, but they – I mean, especially when you have a whole summer to prep for Navy. Um, I think, as we've said on previous podcasts, they're going to lose the app, and then I think they're going to lose the UAB. 
Um, I don't, I, as I've kind of said, I, I kind of feel bad for their head football coach because, well, they just fired somebody who's been immensely successful there, who does a great job recruiting um, and had a just, I mean, they, they, they lost their last three and still made the conference championship game and lost that to UAB. Like, I mean, it's not like they were a deadbeat program. They were in the conference championship game. Um, I don't know anything about Coach Huff. I wish him nothing success. Um, being a Nick Saban assistant, he'll probably do well. Um, but I, all, I, all I know is they have a lot of talent returning. Um, so anything less than probably nine, ten wins and making the conference championship game is probably going to be viewed as a failure. I have them going nine and three. I don't see them beating Navy. I mean, again, I think it's going to be a good game, like Steve says, but I think Navy could pull that one out. For some reason, I must have been high or something. I picked ECU to beat Marshall um, back when we did uh, the, the ECU picks. Um, I regret that one because I want to go back and, and change that one, but since I already made that pick, I don't know if I can. Uh, I think App State will be a decent game. Again, I think App State's going to pull that one off. I think Marshall gets revenge on UAB this year because of what happened in the conference championship game. And, hey, they might see them again in another conference championship game. So we'll see what happens. He might get two of those. So nine and three, potentially 10 and two. Coach Heath, thoughts on the Thundering Herd? Well, you stole what I was going to say for the most part. So Sorry. that's good. I'm glad, glad you, someone said it anyway. Um, you know, days of shakeup there with, uh, you know, Coach Holiday left and um, they – they have some questions on their offensive line. They're a really good guard transferred to Notre Dame. So, you know, you got to be pretty good in order to transfer into Notre Dame. Um, they got to replace their, uh, their leading running back. But, uh, you know, I think Coach Trickett is going to get them really going to have to throw the ball unless they can find a, a new running back to establish the run game uh, and take care of the offensive line. They may be throwing more this year. Um, and they got a couple of uh, actually got three receivers returning. So uh, I got them 10 and two. I think they're going to sling it. I think that, um, you know, I think those guys are just going to buy in. I think the experience that they have coming back is going to help. Uh, I've got them 10 and two. I've got them beating UAB. That's a game I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, you know, I, I'm sorry that Coach Holiday isn't there. Um, and it makes me almost not want to pay attention because I, um, you know, he's a great coach, and I knew a couple of the other coaches on that staff. But, um, you know, I, we'll wait and see. I think that they're, they are the best team in the East. Yeah. Uh, overall, we have them at about nine and a half wins. Uh, what does Vegas say for Marshall? Uh, Vegas has Marshalls over under at eight. Eight, okay. So, based on what we've said so far, we believe that Marshall – will most likely win the East and represent the East in the conference championship game. So let's go ahead and talk about the West. We'll move on to the West and we'll start at the bottom like we've done before, move our way up to the top. Um, let's start it off with UTEP. I kind of sound, say that with like a little bit of a blah in my, my voice there. No offense to UTEP, but they have not been very good. Uh, head coach Dana Dimlin last year, 0-4 conference-wise, 3-5 and overall. Um, this season at New Mexico State, home versus Bethune-Cookman, at Boise, home versus New Mexico, 
home versus ODU at Southern Miss, uh, home versus Louisiana Tech at FAU, home versus UTSA at North Texas, home versus Rice, and then at UAB. Um, I will go first here. I have them at three and nine. I think they could beat New Mexico State, but that's one game that I think we were talking about earlier. Who's going to watch that game? We might because I think we put we're going to put a bet on that one. Um, I don't remember if Bancher remembers what the over under. We, we haven't set stimulations yet, but I'm all for it. Like, I mean, will we, will we even get that channel? That's I, gonna... I, no. I, I will find a way to screen that channel. I, I will order. I will order something for a month just to watch. Is that, that an ESPN Plus or a CBS it, Sports or? I don't. I don't like even think they'll be on one of them. You'll probably have to go like to like one of those like spectrum Ooh, or whatever. I tell you what, while you, while you guys are, are uh, talking about it, I'm going to see if we can find that. That would be great. I'll, I'll see if we can find, if that will be televised. You might just stream it off their website and pay like seven bucks to do it. If I had to guess. Right. <laughs> uh, the only other wins I have for them though, are Bethune Cookman. So they might start off two and oh, maybe not. Um, and then I was looking for one where they might upset someone because you you said I, they are playing for their uh, coach's career here. Uh, the only other team I think they could probably beat would be Rice. So I picked them to beat Rice. Um, I'm the only one in here who picked them to beat Rice. So I have them going three and nine. Uh, coach Banstra, what are your thoughts on UTEP? I like Dana Demel. I mean, I don't know him personally. But I watched him run that offense at at Kansas State, and I just loved it. Um, I actually have that playbook. Um, but it's a whole other discussion. Um, I mean, to me, you don't fire both of your coordinators unless you're on the hot seat. I mean, you just don't. I don't think that's a. Um, so I mean, I have them win their first two. I think they can beat New Mexico State. I think they can beat Beth Ain Cook. I can never say their that school's name. Um, but then you like okay, then you got Boise. Nope. I mean, you might be able to catch them because they've got a new head coach, but I highly doubt it because it's it went internal. New Mexico's just got talent, and they have some a really good coaching staff right now. Um, when you have Rocky Long be your defensive coordinator, um, that, that's I mean that's a problem for other schools. Um, and then you kind of hit games you might be able to win: Southern Miss, Old Dominion. I doubt it, but you might. Um, Southern Miss is probably the more opportunistic game there, um, and I have them beat up saying. Cause just because they kind of won that limbo for like a year and change without a head coach. Um, and the upset in Florida Atlantic, um, that's really it going four and eight. Um, I mean, you could beat Rice towards the end. Uh, who knows if everything's going right well, maybe North Texas, but that's highly doubtful. I mean, I just don't see more than four or five wins on the schedule, which sucks. Um, the program, it, it's a tough job because, I mean, and you talk to Texas people – that part of Texas is like a completely different state. Like you go west of pretty much like the middle of the state. And I it really, I mean, you go west of the Austins, the San Antonio's, there's nothing there. It's small town after small town. Um, the only school that's west, but they're northwest is Lubbock. And that's a whole different part in its own right. Um, but really between San Antonio and Austin and uh, El Paso, there's nothing. So it's not, it's not like you get the, the nice, fertile recruiting grounds that the rest of the Texas schools do. And it's a haul. Like trying to convince a kid from Dallas or Houston to go to El Paso to, for a recruiting visit, I mean, that's a six to 12 hour drive. 
the paint on traffic stops, all of this other crap. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're, it's just a tough job. It, it kind of sucks. And I, I hope they win more than four games because I hope he keeps the job. Steve, thoughts on UTEP? Um, like I said, the only thing I really know is their O-line coach, Mike Simmons. He coached for – he was the O-line coach for Coach Dameron at EIU for a year, and then he went to Northern Iowa. Now he's there. So just – I got to talk to him. I was at EIU a couple times. He's a good O-line coach. I think he wanted to go there to turn it around. And like I said, it's just a tough place to do that. So just knowing that is always why I have them going three and nine, like certain games of like, okay, I know him. Good O-line coach. So I picked them in certain games, but it is a rough schedule. The only way I see them getting more than three wins, because I have Rice beating them. They could beat Rice, so there would be their fourth win. Outside of that, if they can squeak one out against uh, FAU or Southern Miss, um, that would be where they get their other wins. But like Coach Mantra said, they could not win more than five games. If they win five games, that means they got things rolling which is sad to say, like when you got a roll and you only won five games, okay, I say that to next year, but usually when teams get it rolling, they win eight, nine, ten games. But it's a tough schedule. I'm the only one having them beat Old Dominion. And, again, I picked that just because I know Coach Simmons. But three and nine, tough place to win, tough schedule. Um, but hopefully they can get to five wins, but I don't I don't see them even getting to five wins. Mm-hmm. Coach Heath, your thoughts on UTEP? Man's fighting for his job. And uh, if I'm right, he won't have one by the time that the, the season's over. I got him with one win. Uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna be transparent here. Um, I don't know a whole lot about uh, UTEP. I just, you know, looking at the, the schedule, kind of do a little bit of research. Um, you know, I just, I got him with one win. Um, and by the way, it's Bally Sports Arizona that uh, it's going to carry that game. I found it. How, we'll how, we, how I can watch it, I don't know yet. I'm we'll still have working on that, but I do know that they, I do know that they are, are carrying that game. Um, so there you go. Nice. All right. We'll put you tip to bed here. Oh, actually, we have them at three wins total. I don't even expert, they say. I looked at this earlier. I don't remember what it is. And I don't want to look at it. Oh, what do we say we have it at? Three. Oh, that's Vegas's number as well. Nice. All right, let's move on to Southern Miss. Um, you know, Southern Miss with a new coach, Will Hall. But last season they went two and four uh, conference-wise. And then um, I can't see what their overall schedule was. I have to look back at it again. What you know, three games overall. I'm not sure if they improve. We'll see. Um, but they have their schedule at uh, South Alabama, home versus Grambling, home versus Troy, at Bama, at Rice, home versus UTEP, and then UAB at Middle Tennessee, home versus North Texas, at UTSA, at Louisiana Tech, and then home versus FIU. Um, let's go the opposite order that we went last time. Coach Heath, your thoughts on Southern Miss. The best thing that Southern Miss has going for it is Frank Gore Jr. I'm just, I just put, putting that out there. I think that uh, he may be the best back in the entire conference. 
Um, you know, so usually I'm pretty high on, on guys that are, uh, are uh, you know, run, got a, a decent running back. I got him five wins. I just, uh, you know, I think that there's too many other other issues. Um, hope I'm wrong, to tell you the truth. I hope that I'm wrong, but um, I just, uh, I don't know. You know, it, Coach Hall has had success other places. Maybe he gets it turned around. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Coach Banstra, thoughts on Southern Miss? Um, my biggest problem with Southern Miss, and I haven't gone 39, is the fact that you essentially had an interim coach for almost a calendar year and wouldn't make a decision on who to hire. And then when that coach decides to leave for another job because you wouldn't hire him, you bring in Coach Hall. Now, I think Coach Hall is fantastic. He did a great job at Tulane. He initially, and I know he initially put together a pretty good staff, and he lost a couple of them after putting them together because of other openings. But I, it's, I just curious what the culture and the rebuild needs to be with that long of an interim coach. With no, it's it just a lack of weird stability. And and Southern Miss had that weird string where they had like, kind of like Arkansas State, where they had two or three coaches, and they did a pretty good job and were winning. It was like the mid two thousand, mid to. 2000 to like 12, 2012 or something like that. Um, and then they hired, I forget who they hired. They went like 0 and 12 after going like eight and four a year. And it's never been the same. It just hasn't. It's it, there's been not nearly the consistency. Um, and then you look at the schedule. I have them start three and 0 and then just losing the rest of their games. Mm-hmm. I mean, South Alabama, Grant, I did Graham or Grambling um, are both winnable games. I, for some reason, picked them to beat Troy. I don't know why. I think it's just mostly probably because of Coach Hall, uh, which I kind of regret that pick at this point. Bama, yeah, I don't have to even comment on that game. Uh, I have Rice upsetting up, Rice and UTEP upsetting them because I think they're playing for something. Um, you you do very interesting things when you're playing for your you're coaching for your job. Uh, then you got UAB, Middle Tennessee, North Texas, UTSA, and La Tech, and FIU to finish out. I mean, that's a that's a god. That's a painful end of your year. Um, do I think that you could pull five or six probably out of there somewhere? Probably. Uh, but my money is around three. Coach Steve? Yeah, just to reiterate that coaching situation is the reason why I have him going four and eight. Like, that's tough to have an interim coach who thinks he's probably going to get the job building something and then getting told you may not have a job, then you leave. And then, like, that's not – I, I wouldn't want to coach there. So just wondering how that looks. I tried to find them a win somewhere and I should have picked Rice. I'm looking back at it like I should have just done it, but I was like, where can I get them a win somewhere? Um, having them beat Rice and having them beat UTEP. But then after that, they don't win another game after that if they if they can, after UTEP. Like we just said, that schedule, they will not win another game. Um, you know, unless Brent Favre shows back up to play quarterback, they are not winning another game or he shows up to coach. Uh, I'm not even really excited. Maybe the Rice and that game will be a good one. The rest, I'm not really that excited for. Um, probably try to watch the Middle Tennessee one because of Coach Jimmy, but that's it. That's it. It's not a team that looking forward to watching. And I think Bama might put 75 on them. I'm like it's not that's not going to be fun. I also have them going three and nine. Don't think it's going to be a good season. Probably not a whole lot of stuff coming back for them. We have them averaged out at about four wins overall. What does Vegas say for uh, Golden Eagles? I just five and a half. Five and a half. They have. Vegas is optimistic. Um, but yeah. 
Well, speaking of rice, Coach Steve brought rice up a moment ago. Um, we're going to go with them, the Rice Owls, head coach Mike Bloomgren, uh, last season two and three overall, and as also their conference record. Um, so they're scheduled this year at Arkansas, home versus Houston, at Texas, home versus Texas Southern, um, home versus uh, Southern Miss, at UTSA, at UAB, at North Tech, or home versus North Texas, at uh, Charlotte, home versus Western Kentucky, at UTEP, and then home versus Louisiana Tech. I'm going to let Coach Banstra go first on this one since he probably knows the most about Rice, uh, saying that this was his dream job <laughs> earlier. Well, um, one of them, actually, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll I, see about I, that. Can you explain that? Yeah, explain that for I, us. I, I, have, I have a soft spot for um, various smaller school Texas schools. Like, if you want me to be honest, like, dream job-wise, UTSA, Texas State, Rice, UTEP are all on that list of, like, I have, like, 10, like, college dream jobs to be either an assistant or a head at, and Rice is one of them uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, but, yes, I love some of these small school Texas schools, North Texas, yeah. Um, that's a whole other long-winded conversation that we don't need to get into. Like, I've always, like, you want Rice to be good. Like, you just do. They're an academic school. They're in a good city. Um, you know, it's a little humid for me. Um, it's, you should be better than you are. Like they need to follow the Tulane model. I know they hired the Stanford OC and they're trying to fix it that way. And it really hasn't worked. And I know he's on, he hired a new OC this off season. Um, he's got some good young staff members who I've talked to on and off, but it's one, it's not an easy job, but two, it's just, they try to run a lot of the Stanford stuff, but I don't think it worked. And I think now they've hired some, they hired, uh, God, was it? I think it was Marcus Tuyas. I can never say the man's name mm -hmm. um, to run that offense and see if they can do some stuff with it. But again, like, I mean, you're, you're behind the wagon and you got Arkansas and Texas in your first two out of three. Uh, we talked before about Texas and the rice and the John F. Kennedy speech and all that and blah, blah, blah. But still, um, I mean, I have them picking up a couple wins just because I, I want to believe like, Texas Southern, you should beat Southern Miss um, and then UTEP. Um, I don't know where else they really steal wins except for maybe Charlotte uh, and Houston, maybe because Houston's down. Uh, like their top ends to me is five. Unless I'm missing something, like I don't know right like the back of my hand, like talent wise. Maybe they have a bunch of seniors like some of these other schools do because of your extra year of eligibility, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, you still got Texas, Arkansas on that list, UAB and UTSA, and UAB and UTSA are back-to-back -back weeks. And then assuming you survive that gauntlet, you get North Texas after it. Like, you get the gauntlet of some of some decent, solid schools there. Um, so, to me, they're a 3-1 program. Mm -hmm. Coach Heath, thoughts on the Owls? Every time that I hear uh, Rice brought up, I get taken back to uh, September of 1996 – in the shoe, and I, so I, I laugh a little bit. Uh, we beat them seventy to seven as Ohio State. So, notice to say, <laughs> I hope things are much better now than. But I, I don't have it that way. Three wins, and maybe it's my bias. Maybe it's you know twenty five. I haven't forgotten what happened twenty five years ago. But um, it's a tough schedule. What else can I say? Um, and I just. 
the one thing they have going for him is uh, Christian McCaffrey's brother, you know, finally decided that after he left Nebraska, he was going to settle in with someone that the family knew, um, you know, a coach that, that they knew. So he's going to bring some talent there, what they do with it. You know, that, that'll be interesting to see if he can settle in and, uh, you know, make an instant impact. Didn't look too bad at Nebraska. So they got that going for him. But um, I'm just not sold on on them being more than a three, four win team. Uh, Coach Heath, I did not know about McCaffrey. Um, that might have swayed my picks a little bit. But um, I have them as a one win team. Uh, I think it's going to be a tougher team, tougher season. Um so we'll see what happens there. Well, it, if you don't mind, while we're waiting for, you know, Coach, well, it looks like he's gone now. I'll just go ahead and drop the story. Maybe he'll, while we wait maybe for him to come back. So McCaffrey's story is interesting because he's at Nebraska, decides that he's going to announce that he's leaving, says he's going to Louisville and didn't go to class, didn't do anything. So his clock in the uh, – transfer portal didn't start or didn't stop. So he was able to go and look anywhere. They didn't place him on scholarship at Louisville. So then he decides that he is going to leave announced that in June. Um, and then, so, I mean, it's, he's bounced around a little bit to say the least. So yeah. I mean, unfortunately my story was too short and Coach Steve is not texting me right now. I'm trying to figure out, he says internet went out. I'm seeing if it's coming back. Okay. Well, I'll we'll, we'll we'll kind of move on, and if he has something he needs to say about it, we'll we'll bring it back. But overall, we have them at two wins. Banster, what does Vegas say for Rice? Five and a half. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's why I said like they must have some seniors or some talent returning, like, um, or or they're just really high on Marcus Tuias. I God Tuias. I I quit. Um, <laughs> I I tried. I've tried for that's almost a tough a name, man. That is I've a that is a tough name. I've tried for a decade to speak this man's last name. And, true, and I, yeah, true story. The guys who do you know games, ABC, whatever. I mean, I know for a fact that they go and they just repeat it over and over and over and over again all week, so they don't get it wrong on Saturdays or you know whatever. I mean, it's 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 tough. All those names are, all those names are. Um, yeah. So exactly. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, we'll see if uh, Coach Steve can join us again here in a minute, but we'll move on to the North Texas Mean Green. Uh, last season, they grew on three and four in conference, four and six overall, coached by Seth Luttrell. Um, so their schedule is at home versus Northwestern State, then at SMU. There's Coach Steve. There home versus UAB at Louisiana Tech, at Mizzou, home versus Marshall, uh, home versus Liberty, at Rice, at Southern Miss, home versus UTEP, at FIU, and then uh, home versus UTSA. So, Coach Steve, can you hear us? I think that was Coach Rudolph destroying my internet because I said I like Marshall and I'm an oh, Ohio boy. fan now. That's what I'm oh, blaming yeah. it on. Well, we uh we kind of took over for you for Rice. There uh, was did you have any last thoughts on Rice at all before we moved on to North Texas? I'm currently three and one on NCAA thirteen before nice. we did this today. Just want them to win. That's all. Just want them to win. All right. So uh, North Texas, um, 
you know, not a program that has had a lot of success. I mean, recently they've had a couple seasons where they've been okay. I have them going five and seven. Um, you know, the wins I see them having Northwestern State. Um, then after that, I, I have them actually going one and one, two, three, four, five, six, six straight losses in early in the season. Um, they have a very tough early schedule for them. Um, and then they might rail off a few wins there and then lose to UTSA at the end. I have them five to seven. Um, Coach Heath, thoughts on North Texas? I see it was a five win. Um, that offense was fun to watch. Uh, about 35 points a game last year. Um, they were a big play offense, though. You know, so they got to fix some things. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not very high on them. I, I mean, offense is great. But you're going to have to have the ability to shut shut them down on defense. Um, so, you know, we'll see a new, uh, I believe, a new coordinator coming in this year on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. Coach Steve, thoughts on North Texas? Um, they were good when Graham Harrell was the OC there. I liked watching their offense then, and they brought that to USC. Um I cannot remember who their head coach was. I know he is coached at different places. Um, oh, isn't it Holtz? No, Holtz is at Law Tech. Um, it's um, what's his face? He was at um, son, it Dykes. The guy yeah, that was like, okay. So they, I know they were on the up and up. They had Graham Harold in. Ever since Graham Harold left, it wasn't that long ago. But when he left, their offense took a dive. Like it wasn't as consistent. And I don't see that changing. Um, I, I think they they played um, Florida Atlantic when Lane Kiffin was there for the championship, I believe. Like, that's how good they were. Seth Luttrell, that's who it is. Yeah. Um, he's got some good coaching history. But, yeah, it's a tough schedule, number one. And then just not bouncing back from Graham Harrell leaving, like – kind of shocks me when the coordinator leaves and you take such a huge dive. Um, but I have them going three and nine. The only good – I mean, you had to play LT, Missouri, SMU. Those are not good ways to start it off. Um, they'll win the first week, and then after that, uh, playing Liberty even, that's tough. But I do have them beating Rice um, just because they should by principle. But again, none of these really excite me to watch at all. Maybe um, FIU, but that's about it. Yeah. Not highly on them at all. So I have them three and nine. I don't see them doing more than four or five with this schedule. Uh, Banstra, predictions on the mean green. Uh, they are who they are. They're four and eight. I mean, that's it's the schedule sucks. Um, they they should be able to win some in the back half. But like half these Kanye USA teams, they've scheduled tough games to start the year. Um, I mean, SMU is not a cupcake anymore. I mean, you, you pull UAB at the beginning of the year, which sucks. Um, and you got Missouri in there, who's an SEC team, and you throw Liberty in the middle of the schedule, have fun. I mean, it's – oh, Missouri, sorry. Is it like this – this, and you pointed out already, this five-game stretch, probably top three toughest in the conference, SMU, UAB, Law Tech – Missouri, Marshall, Liberty. Have fun. I mean, I, I mean, I would just – I mean, you might as well start throwing kitchen sink at people because I don't know what else to tell you. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we have them at four wins total. What does Vegas say? Four. All right, there we go. Well, let's move on to LaTeX itself. Uh, coached by Skip Holtz last season, four and two uh, in conference and five and five overall. When I think LaTeX, I think consistency within conference. Um, not like world beaters, but they're usually pretty good. Um, however, here's their schedule at Mississippi State. Uh, then home versus Southeast Louisiana, home versus SMU, home versus U, uh, North Texas, at NC State, at UTEP, home versus UTSA, at ODU, at UAB, uh, home versus Charlotte, home versus uh, Southern Miss, and then at Rice. Um, let's go ahead and go with Coach Steve first. Coach Steve, your thoughts on La Tech? I'm going to take a quote from Coach Banster and say they are who they are. They're always consistently good. Like you said, that's all what I know. They're consistently good, so I have them going eight and four. They will not beat my air raid, Mike Leach, Mississippi State. <clears throat> if they do, I'll cry myself to sleep. But I don't see them winning that game. Uh, but I think the SMU game will be exciting. I think that will be a nice game to watch. Um, SMU, I have SMU. winning, but that's going to be a fun one to watch. Um. Then they go on a nice little run there. Um, after uh, that's North Carolina State, correct? Before I move on, mm -hmm. yep, that's a tough one. But then they have a nice stretch there. We can they can win. You know, UTEP, UT, UTSA, Old Dominion. They can win those. Then they have a tough one with UNAB, and if they're just as good as last year, yeah. Then they go. Then then they end the schedule with Charlotte and Southern Miss and Rice. Like you got a nice schedule set up here to win seven eight nine games and i think the fun one out of here will be smu and unab like <clears throat> those will be the fun ones to watch but they'll be consistent again and go about seven or eight wins okay uh coach heath what's your thought on la tech i like la tech i do i think that uh the game with uab it's at uab i think that's a it's a toss-up uh, UAB's only loss last year came to Law Tech. So, um, you know, a thousand yard running back transfers into your program. That's always great to have. Um, and one of the best names to me, one of the best names in all of D1 college football, Smoke Harris at wide receiver. I mean, I, I don't know what it is, man. I just really like that name, but it's a seven win team. Bottom line. Banstra. I mean, I'm just going to echo the same stuff. I mean, there's – I mean, Skip Holtz is the definition of consistency. Skip Holtz will, will win seven, eight, nine games somewhere in there. Worst case, six. I mean, you got tough half your schedule. I mean, you're going to lose in Mississippi State, SMU, and North Carolina State. But, I mean, there, there are plenty of games to win on this schedule. Mm -hmm. I also have them going seven and five. Um Again, basically like you guys, I have them winning and losing the same, pretty much the same games here. Uh, so we have them averaged out at about seven wins total. Uh, what does Vegas say for a latte? Uh, four. Four. Wow. wow. So we're we're picking them for the over then, I guess. Yeah, I mean they must they must they must be really down on their talent. Also, I mean let's just be honest, their half of the conference is the tougher half. That's very true. Speaking of tougher half of the conference, we've got two teams that should be competing for the Western Division, the first, 
And I'm going to let Coach Banster go first on this one because I know he loves UTSA, uh, coached by Jeff Trailer. Last season went going five and two in conference and seven and five overall. I will rem- remind everybody they did lose to Army. So just, just say that one there. But uh, their schedule at Illinois, home versus who is that? Lamar? Okay. Home versus uh, Middle Tennessee. At Memphis, home versus UNLV, at uh, Western Kentucky, home versus Rice, at Louisiana Tech, at UTEP, home versus Southern Miss, home versus UAB, and then finally at North Texas. Well, we are, for the most part, we are really high on UTSA, but I'm going to let Coach Banster go first. What are your predictions for them? Um, They will be one of the best coach teams in this league. Um, I think their high end is 11 and one. I think their low end is eight and four. Um, looking at this schedule. Um, I think, I think they, them getting Illinois early is beneficial. If that was a week three or four game. I would have a little different opinion on it. We've spoke about that on the big 10 one before. Um, Memphis is going to be a tough game. Um, UAB will be a tough game on this schedule. Um, but I like, if when you talk to and I, and I probably talk more to Texas coaches than most people, the Texas high school coaching community has more respect for probably Jeff Trailer than most realize, and that affects your recruiting. He does a very good job recruiting as a result. He's a former high school head football coach in Texas, um, and he's done a really good job of putting a staff together and building a culture, building off what was already there before when he got there. Um, and they've just – they immediately got better when he got hired. And you saw that instantly. Um, so, like, I think their high end is, is they could they could win this half of the conference, go 11-1 and maybe lose one early to Illinois or lose the UAB. Um, like I said, I think worst case are an 8-4 and four program. Uh, their program does a really good job coaching up their kids and recruiting. All right. Coach Steve, thoughts on the Roadrunners? They will not be – my Illinois fighting Illini, but that's that's to start off with. I'm high on them just because of Coach Banstra. I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's a good coach team, but because of Coach Banstra educating us throughout the podcasts, that's why I have them winning eight games. The only ones I have them losing is I'm kind of – I think Memphis is still going to be good more than people think. And then I think La Tech, just depending on which one we get in the middle of the season, having them lose to them there. And then just if UNAB is the same, but this should be a fun team to watch. I'm excited to see Illinois play them early on. Um, I think that's Illinois' second game. Illinois got to play Nebraska first. Illinois is the very first game of the college football season. I just want everybody to know that. So that's exciting. Uh Excited for that one to see what happens, but it'll be a good test. Looking them eight and four, but do not be shocked for them to beat LaTeX or Memphis and go to the 10 win mark, but they'll be a good football team. Coach Heath? Uh, I see the Roadrunners with nine wins, and they also have a very good running back in Sincere McCormick. Sincere McCormick. Let me try to get that out. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to um, their game against Southern Miss so I can watch 
Frank Gore Jr. and uh, and Sincere McCormick. So I'm going to have to look up another game to see who's got that one. But I see him as a nine win. Um, you know, they could push. They could push the usual suspects to win this side of the conference. They really could. They have enough talent to do so. I have them also as a nine win program. I don't think they can beat Illinois. I don't think they can beat Memphis. Um, and I, and I have UAB beating them to probably take over the lead in the West. Um, we'll see there have them going for us. We have them at nine wins. What does Vegas have UTSA? Eight. Eight. All right. So we are very high on UTSA. I think they're going to be a good team, but they're going to be competing against this next team. The team that won the conference last season, UAB, um, coached by Bill Clark last season, going three and one in conference and six and three total. Uh, here is their schedule this season at home versus Jacksonville state uh, at Georgia at North Texas at Tulane home versus Liberty uh, home versus FAU at Southern Miss home versus Rice um, home versus Louisiana tech at Marshall at UTSA and home versus UTEP. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first. I have them as a nine win program. Um, I don't think they can beat Georgia. I do have them beating Tulane because we talked about Tulane maybe uh, having a slightly down year this year. Um, Someone on Twitter posted about the UAB Liberty game, um, how that was going to be a really good game. So we'll see how that goes. I actually have Liberty beating them there. Um, And then I have Marshall beating UAB in the regular season. So let's go ahead with Coach Heath, your thoughts on UAB. I think they're a nine-win team. Um, you know, they were really good last year. Um, Tyler Johnson is back at quarterback, and I think he had a shoulder injury last year. So, you know, he's back. Um, that's going to help them. Um, the offense is together. I mean, it's hard not to like UAB. They really – I mean, they've got one, two out of the – two out of three. Um, you know, good things happening. Uh, down in Birmingham. So I, I think they got to be the favorite, but I see him as nine wins. Coach Steve, thoughts on the Blazers? Um, what a good job that coach has done. That program was what cut before and then they brought it back and he's kept that going and kept the stability. What a great thing for them down there. And he's got it rolling last year. I, you know, I think the other day I rewatched them play Marshall. What a good team. What a good physical team they were last year. And I think that will continue now. Jacksonville State, that's where Deion Sanders is, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Don't right. be surprised. Don't be surprised if UNAB loses to them. They have a look at their recruiting board. It's crazy. Um, I have UAB winning that game, but I think that will be exciting. He's got a lot of good recruits. You know, oh, sorry, Coach Sanders. Don't call him Deion. He'll walk off the podium. Um, <laughs> but if they're just as physical as last year, they will go nine and three. I have them. Um, I think Marshall will have that game in, in those players' minds. So I have Marshall beating them there. And then I just think Hugh Freeze um, does a good job. So I think Liberty would win there. And they're going to go on and win the rest of them. So besides Georgia, they're not, everybody, they're not going to do that. So. Mm-hmm. 
nine and three. They're a good football program. Great job stability there. Great coaching job. Um, nine and three competing for that, maybe for that championship again. And uh, yeah, don't be surprised though if they go to the 10 win mark either. Yeah. Is coach Banster there. Yep. All right. What are your thoughts on the Blazers? Uh, I mean, you can't count Coach Clark out. I mean, he's won at a place that what people thought were unwinnable. Uh, he won. They tried to shut the program down on him. He brought, got it brought back, and he kept winning. I mean, I have him 11 as one just because out, you look at their schedule. Uh, where do you lose at? I mean, obviously Georgia, but, like, you continue there. Okay, you should beat Tulane this year because Tulane is a lot of changes there. You should – I mean, Liberty, I think, will be a tough game. But you go the rest of that, I mean, UTSA is probably your only other one. I mean, your low end's probably 8-4, and four, your high end's 11-1, unless they somehow pull up a miracle upset of Georgia, which I don't foresee happening. But, again, you can't count Coach Clark out and his staff that he's put together out. Um, so I have him going 11-1, making the championship game in their conference, uh, which would probably give him a pretty nice bowl game. Yeah. All right. So uh, based on our picks, we have UAB going nine and a half wins. Um, what does Vegas say for UA UAB? Uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay. Based on what we have uh, so far, we would have UAB winning the West, which means it would be a rematch between Marshall and UAB in the conference championship game. Um, so we can go ahead and say who we think is going to win. I personally think I have Marshall winning in the regular season because I think that's kind of like a revenge factor, but if they play each other again, I actually have you. I think UAB would win the second game if they played each other again. So I would have UAB winning the conference. Um, Coach Banstra, who do you think is going to win the conference between those two? Oh, UAB easily. Okay. Coach Steve? Marshall. All right, Coach Steve going with the other pick. And Coach uh, Coach Heath? Uh, I got to go with UAB. I just got to. Mm -hmm. All right, so, you know, three to one, we have UAB winning the conference. And that is going to do it for Conference USA. Um, anybody have any last comments about this conference? No? It's a fun conference. There'll be some good games. Don't Don't, even though most of us forgot about it, There'll be some good games. We just got to find the channels. That's the it'll, next challenge. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see which Big 12 teams they add to their conference. Yeah, that's the next <laughs> thing, too. Good point. I will not be surprised whenever uh, some of these running back names come up because, you know, it's funny. There's guys who committed and then went into the transfer portal and, um, you know, they've worked their way down. So if there's a lesson maybe to be learned, it's that, uh, Conference USA is getting a lot of those guys that, crazy enough, were like four stars. So now they're trickling down into, um, and it seems like there's a lot of them going to Conference USA. Well, they they, they mentioned that like the transfer portal has like over a thousand people in it, like, and, and it's a point where some people can't find homes because there's not enough spots for all these people wanting to transfer now. Well, it's been instant depth for some of these programs. I mean, whenever you go through and you do your research and you see that, you know, this guy was at a, you know, a power five and now he's, you know, he's somewhere else. And it's, it, I understand, you know, there's saturation and it's hard to get everyone, but the coaches in, in conference USA, man, 
they got it down. They are going out and getting these guys that, that are the four stars. They're not waiting, waiting around. They're, they're getting those guys. I mean, for McCaffrey to be at Rice is a huge deal for them. They really need that. Uh, and he's somewhere where he's going to feel familiar. I mean, they could be a surprise, guys. I th- to me, I think they could be a huge surprise at Rice. Well, that's probably why they had, Vegas has them at five and a half is because of the McCaffrey. I, like, I didn't know about the McCaffrey thing. Like I said, I didn't go so deep into Rice football as much as I enjoy it. I mean, UTSA and UAB are kind of the bright spots of the conference at the moment. I mean, Marshall was, and then, well, hopefully they can continue that. But when you fire a coach up for making a conference championship game, there's some questions there. Very true. Agreed. All right. Well, that has been Conference USA and we are going to go ahead and shut this one down. This is Coach Sheffer signing off for Coach Bansford, Coach Steve, and Coach Heath, and see you guys next time.